It's Thursday, you know what that means. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez, and this is Max Wrestling number 437. We are a week removed from a thrilling fight for Knowledge 2, where we crowned a new Knowledge champion, and El Jefe was crowned two-time king of the mic. Two-time. And also on today's episode, new champions crowned, and a return to Slammiversary. Two injuries hit WWE, and blood and guts. Possibly free injuries, from what I've heard. Oi, no, don't do it, dude. Uh, but before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys mash the subscribe button on YouTube, follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. And for all your Max Russell needs, head to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Let's recap, so let's talk some smack. The cap is ready for the Friday Night Three-Way. Woohoo. All right, so normally we'd be kicking it off with last week's Impact, which airs on a Thursday, but it airs on a Friday in the UK. But I'm going to kick it off with Slammiversary because that was this past Saturday night. Um, Jody Threat and the Death Dolls defeated the Chantourage on the pre-show. Uh, also on the pre-show, surprisingly, Kenny King defeated Joe Hendry to win the digital media title. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw that. I saw the, the graphic and I was like, nah. I know. I, like, again, I've only been catching up for the past couple of weeks, but I really wanted Hendry to retain. Yeah. But well, it is what it is. Kenny uh, Kenny King's been there for a hot minute, so yeah, no problem with it's him okay. winning the title. Um, actually, looking at the, 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 the results, only one champion retained the title. We'll get yep. to that in a bit. Um, Kushida defeated Alan Angels, Jake Something, who was the surprise entrant. Jonathan Gresham, Kevin Knight, and Mike Bailey in an Ultimate X match to earn a shot at the X Division title. Um, as predicted, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich are your new knockout tag team champions, defeating yeah. the Coven. Um, that was pretty much cut and dry. Yeah. Um, probably the worst kept secret of the weekend, Eric Young made his return after leaving WWE. Apparently, he um, requested his release in, in April, and so his 90 days no compete clause cut off just in time for Slammiversary. Um, when the fuck he, did Scott Demore learn how to work? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, he, he had some experience, but he's been in a suit for a number of years now. He's over here doing fucking leg lariats and these fucking <laughs> insiguries. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I like this because in, like, not last week, the week before building up to it, he was doing an interview and he was like, I used to be a wrestler full time and I didn't really do much, but, you know, I have some experience. I mean, hey, he, he, he fucking surprised me. <laughs> but yeah, Eric Young was Scott Demore's um, mystery replacement for PCO. They defeated Bully Ray and Dina. Um, Eric Young apparently requested his release back in April. He made it abundantly clear that Vince McMahon was still in power, so he didn't want to work for him. Nope. Fair I enough. Good for you, EY. boy. <laughs> uh, Leo Rush, looks like he'll be sticking around for a while, defeated Chris Sabin for the X Division title. Can't retire now. No, you got a title now, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, subculture, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster became the new uh, Impact Tag Team Champions, defeating yeah. ABC, Brian Myers and Moose, and Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan. I was begging for them to crown them, and they fucking did. The, uh, we have, we're, we've got a Welsh boy as a tag team champion, Mark Love Andrews. It. I was gonna say I was like I know he's not I know he's I I, I figured he was well he was Welsh but then again 
I kind of thought Morgan Webster was too, but he looks like a Londoner. He's very posh. But that's also his gimmick, so. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you. Flash Morgan Webster, is, he's Welsh too. Is he? Oh, okay. Um, oh, shit, you fucking, you're playing oh, up the Oh, he's, he's, he's from the Valleys. He's from Bryn Mawr. Oh, so he's, he is, he's real well. So he's just playing up the, I'm probably from London bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a town that, which is situated 1,250 feet above sea level. Jesus Christ. Uh, which is ironic because Bryn Mawr literally translates to big hill. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, what else we got? Eddie Edwards defeated Frankie Kazarian, and yes, Tracy Brooks and Alicia did get physical. Um, the only spot I haven't actually watched the anniversary yet, but the one spot I did see, Alicia was just hanging around waiting for a spot for way too long, and then she finally turned around and Tracy just tackled her. Uh, probably the let we we haven't said many nice things about Alicia on this show, but so we'll move on. Right? Um, hot water. Despite the reports that this was going to be the main event, uh, Trinity defeated Diana Perrazzo to win a knockout championship. No surprises there. Nope. Um, and, you know, Diana's served her purpose many a time, so I'm sure mm-hmm. she had no problem putting over the newcomer. Oh, yeah, no, no, for sure. She knew, she knew where the business was. She's a team player. Yeah. Uh, but the main event was, of course, for the Impact World Championship. Alex Shelley, the only champion to retain on the night defeating Nick Aldis, and Nick Aldis is now a free agent after his brief return to Impact, rumored to be heading to WWE initially as a producer. Oh, please no. I mean... He's, he's got a lot of time on them tires, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's 36 years old, and no, in his he's prime. Not. He I was hoping he was older, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe he's probably like 40, that's why the... But 36? Come on. There's no way he's not getting in the ring if he goes to WWE. Oh, yeah. He'll for sure um, get I mean, a, a minimum of a Cody feud, right? <laughs> yeah, or Brock. Oh, um, God. It's got to be on his bucket list because, to my knowledge, he's never even had a ma- or like a tryout or anything for WWE. No, they don't like him. Or they didn't. No, that's not. I don't want to say they didn't like him. But they I don't, didn't, they didn't like right. him as Magnus. But he's made a name for nope. himself in the NWA. I was like, nobody liked him as Magnus. <laughs> His own wife didn't like him as Magnus, for crying out loud. Hey. I don't. Uh, that, so that was Slammiversary. Um, by the time you, most of you probably listened to it, I don't know, some of you probably listened to it on the weekend, you'll probably already see the next Impact before this goes out, but there you go. Um, followed by SmackDown on Friday, Bianca Belair kicked off the show, vowing to defeat Asuka in their title match. She was, of course... Interrupted by Charlotte Flair, who, of course, named herself next in line. Bianca agreed to face Charlotte at SummerSlam if she defeats Asuka. Because Charlotte can just pick and choose whenever she wants to go for a title. This deep, down, we, deep down, that's Vince McMahon in a woman's suit. I know that that doesn't make physiological sense, but you know what I mean. Invasion <laughs> of the body snatchers. This segment made me realize, too, we're seeing an awful lot of body suits in <laughs> WWE lately. It's I don't know moms. where this sudden fascination came from. The moms. The moms. You got you to cover the body. Well, well then you got Becky in her Adidas PJs on Raw. Hey, that looked mighty comfortable. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I'll just show up like this. I'll be fine. Uh, 
And I fight. That's, a, that's what we do. I'd kick Trish's ass and then take a nap backstage. <laughs> I could see it. She has a whole pallet back there, laying down pillows, and be like, who, who sat here? Um, so here was, I think this was the first injury of the week. Pretty deadly. Um, defeated Ridge Harland, Ridge Harland and Sheamus with an exposed turnbuckle. However, uh, Elton Prince picked up, I think, mm-hmm. a separated shoulder during the match. Um, in a move with Ridge Harland, a lot of people Shocker. immediately go to blame Ridge Harland. To be honest, it didn't really look like his fault. It was one of those release throws, um, and Elton just landed shoulder first. Eh. I mean, there was, there was plenty of rotation on it. It was just he landed flat as a pancake. No, I... I as, okay, so it, to be the advocate here, because the last time I shat all over fucking Ridge Holland, um, any, any release suplex is, uh, you better fucking learn how to fall, bud. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll throw you as safely as I can, but you're learning how to fall. Yeah. Um, and actually, the injury didn't actually happen in this match. I think they had a rematch on a house show the next night. Because oh, injuries well then, always happen on a fucking house show. Then fuck it. Well, yeah, because they're probably out there having fun trying to try something different. Um, what, I mean, but it's, it's fine. I'm a little upset because, like, I, I'm enjoying Pretty Deadly. I enjoyed their NXT run. I kind of thought they got brought up a little fast, but whatever. Hmm. Um, so, there's that. Um, Kathy Kelly, I didn't even realize she was back. Uh, interviewed Grayson Waller, who made jokes about his recent Twitter interactions with The Rock. Please don't, please don't go there. No. If The Rock's coming back for anybody, it's got to be Roman. That is it, and that is it. There is nobody else. Excuse me. Uh, Bailey defeated Zelina Vega before Shotzi appeared in a pre-taped promo, shaving off the rest of her hair. Um, of course, Bailey chopped some of it off last week. Um, Obviously, this is all storyline to cover the fact that Shotzi is shaving off her hair to support her sister who's currently suffering with cancer. So, massive respect to Shotzi. Um, and I think she'll make it work. And she's always had that punk vibe anyway. I was going to say, right? If there's any, if there's anybody that can pull that look off, it's Shotzi. <laughs> I am going to miss the green hair, though. Yeah. But, oh, uh, God, but then imagine it like all spiked up. Like, come on, I can already see all like the crazy fucking hairdo she's going to start doing. <laughs> Once it starts to grow back. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. It'll grow back. Oh, yeah. Um, and then finally, Jey Uso addressed Roman Reigns injuring <sighs> Jimmy before Paul Heyman and Solo interrupted. Um, Heyman claimed Jimmy getting hurt was all Jay's fault. As Solo said, he'll never forgive Jay. Jay and Solo came to blows, and even Paul Heyman received a super kick for his troubles. Everybody gets Jay Uso stands kick. strong. Everybody gets for everybody. It. That's right. I'm, 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 let's go, Jay. Let's just go with that one. Make it super sweet and simple. Let's go, Jay. But then people bitch when the young bucks super kick everybody. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Some people haven't had their coffee this morning. Too fucking bad. We're coming at you raw. How you look? Yeah, and I'll be going in raw in just a little bit. But first hey. up, it's Rampage. Um, Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes defeated 2.0. How you doing in the blind tag team tournament? Um, Taya Valkyrie squashes Izzy McQueen before randomly being confronted by Tony Storm and Soraya for reasons. Uh, Tony insults Taya. Taya challenges her to a title match at Battle of the Belts for reasons. Well, there, you there you go. How you doing? There was, 
no interaction whatsoever between these two before this segment, and it's just there. You go. There's a women's title match. What? Like, you, oh, Tony, what are you doing? You're saying it, and in my head, I'm like playing what happened, and I'm like, you know what? That's yeah, pretty. That's kind of exactly what happened. Like, there wasn't there wasn't anything special. There there was no previous interaction. There's been no hints. No. And and now Ty is just bam. And title shot. you can't even say Ty is like a top contender because she's lost to Jade no. twice. Twice. But there you go. Um, I don't think I've written down Battle of the Bells, but she lost anyway. Hook <laughs> um, accepted Jack Perry's challenge for his FTW title on Dynamite. Very, very Hook style. He's in the middle of eating lunch somewhere out on the street at a, at a restaurant. And then, yep, there you go. I'll see you. I'll see you Wednesday. Super, um, super chill, that guy. Yeah. Lance Archer made his return to the ring. I don't know how for how long he's been out. He seems to be coming and going all the time. Well, he was um, in Japan. All right, so. okay. Uh, but Jake the Snake, we haven't seen for a while either. Oh, he he had health issues and went away for a bit. And uh, yeah. I hope he's doing better. I mean, yeah. we had I had, I had, we'd heard from him, but then that was that was also a while ago as well. Yeah, so. both looked great. Lance Archer yeah. got a win, um, defeating Trent Beretta. And also attacked Chuck Taylor after the match. Dan calls out Orange Cassidy. Orange answers the call and also accepted a challenge for his title at Battle of the Belts. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert, Orange Cassidy retained. Nobody lost their titles at Battle of the Belts. No, sir. Um, and in the main event, Willow Nightingale defeated Athena in the Owen Hart tournament. She will face Ruby Soho on collision in the final this Saturday night. No. On the Saturday oh. after this, then the next night. <laughs> but I think this is Athena's first loss in months. Yeah, months. She's just months, been killing months. it in Ring of Honor every week. Squashing fools left and right, if you will. Um, I, I mean, I hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. And, um, but yeah, no, I mean, she's Athena has been Athena, um, lackluster to say the least. Hoping they could do something to spin her around, but then again, she came in and Jade killed her momentum, and now uh, Willow has all the momentum. Oh yeah, Willow's riding a wave right now, and everybody loves her. Yes, sir. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that covered, now we'll get into collision because Saturday nights are right for fighting. For Collision, um, hailed by many as the greatest tag team match of all time, FTR defended the AEW World Tag Team titles against the Bang Bang Gang in a two out of three falls match. After the match, the BCG refused to shake the hands of FTR. This was a absolute banger. Uh, the two out of three falls factor was was uh, was awesome. The near falls were fantastic. <clears throat> I had kept saying that this was going to be really good. I had kept saying this was going to be a lot of fun and that Jay White was just going to get all the love for it. But Juice needs some motherfucking love, too, man. Like, I'm not seeing enough enough Juice love after this one, too. It's just, who who can't FTR work with? You know what I'm saying? Like, these dudes haven't been here but a couple months. Who can't FTR work with, man? This is... 
it just it, it blows my mind how truly good they are and how already underutilized the Bang Bang Gang are. So let's fucking stir it up ASAP. Yeah. Willow Nightingale defeated Ruby Soho to win the women's Owen Hart tournament, and I popped like a goddamn child. Um, I'm afraid that she may have gotten hurt though. So I'm not I'm not a thousand on yeah. that one. I tried to listen to Uncle Dave, and I don't know if if she's like out out, and if she is, that would suck because I'm pretty sure she's got a Ring of Honor women's title shot on Friday tomorrow. So, uh, oh, that's right, Kings of the Black Throne defeated a bunch of fucking nerds. Uh, after the match, Andrade comes out looking for his mask, but was held up by security. I'm not like clamoring for this. I'm glad they're doing something with Andrade, and I'm glad it's I'm glad it's Mal- you know, Alistair Black. Yeah, it, it's it's this is gonna work, but but will it actually elevate Andrade? That's where the question keeps coming into my mind, and it definitely ran around in the TSK. That's for yeah. sure. And thank you, Jesus. In the main event, Ricky Starks defeated CM Punk with a roll-up and holding the ropes to win the men's Owen Hart uh, tournament. Thank Jesus. He could cheat all day long. Brent watched him cheat, and he didn't give a fuck. So I love this. Uh, fuck Punk. He didn't need to win. I'm pretty sure that was the idea, though, from the jump, was this guy has to win this thing. And then it, they spun it around, ran with the momentum. Well, I'm thinking they're running with the momentum of Ricky. And cool. Now, of course, there's always that fun question of what do we get to do with Punk? And personally, I don't give a shit. But, well, there you go. Now he's free, he's free to do whatever the fuck y'all want him to do. Uh, he put Ricky over. Can't really complain. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're, you know what? You're right. I'm negative Nancy for no reason. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he put, he put, a, he put a young cat over. We should be happy. We should be thankful. Yeah, and right from the beginning, everybody was convinced. Oh, Punk's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad they swerved us and went with a young kid, but also a possible heel turn from Ricky too. Oh, but I love it. Small little things, but you know, sometimes what they say: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, I think they ran over on Collision, too, because they cut the show and then mm-hmm. went straight into Battle of the Belts, and then we saw Ricky just snatch the trophy off Tushin Funda Liger. Oh, he fucking ran away, and Liger's <laughs> like, wait a minute, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? <laughs> I was supposed to give it to you. I was supposed to, we were supposed to do the thing in the picture. Where's my picture? <laughs> fucking Liger's like, I, I got my suit on and everything. That's what he said. I'm he's a tired, like, bitch. Come on, he's I'm fucking sweating, and you run away? Fucking Ricky. Uh, Speaking of running away, let's get into it raw. It's time for the cap to go in raw because it must be Monday. <laughs> uh, again, can't actually kind of enjoyed raw this week. Um, again, I watched it on replay, so there's no break. So it didn't feel like it's so much of a chore. But uh, again, it, it was very much a Judgment Day show, which I love. They're just dominating Raw right now and and, and hey. NXT. And NXT. Um, <laughs> Monday opened with Cody Rhodes again calling out Brock Lesnar, but Lesnar decided to play mind games, luring in Cody to attack. Cody, you gotta be smarter than this, dude. Uh, You're following dumb as shit. <laughs> like they literally, he got closer and they played his music, and they got closer and they played his music again. And then you just see a chair go all over the place. 
Um, and following a vicious assault with a chair, Lesnar followed up with an F5 and a Kimura directly in front of Cody's mother and another Kimura in the ring before finally accepting the challenge for SummerSlam. Have you never learned from like the even the fucking past? You never, never go looking for Brock Lesnar. Right. And also, you never draw attention to your relatives in the front row. Oh, yeah. Don't. Why would you do that? Like, you're like, hey, there's my mom. And Brock's like, well, that's a target. Yep. Target. If this was fucking the early 2000s, your mom probably would have got fucking, you know, jumped out. Yeah. I mean, look at JBL and Eddie. Hey. Um, so the match is now official for SummerSlam. We saw rumors a few weeks ago that they're adding a stipulation that we haven't seen for a long time. So still don't know what that's going to be. We've got like two and a half weeks to book it. So, um, do a dog collar match because they're scared. Just do a dog collar match. Just do the dog collar match. Just do it. Oh, you know what? They can do the strap match. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but (laughs) not good enough. Nah, we've seen one not that long ago, really, but a dark collar match, there's never been one in WWE. Come on, make it happen. We uh, we looked up the match history a few weeks ago, and there's never been a dark collar match in WWE. Let's go make it history. Um, With Imperium banned from ringside, Gunther soundly defeated Matt Riddle before inviting McIntyre to challenge him for the title, probably at SummerSlam. Yeah, because Gunther needs fucking backup. He- me um well he's gonna be going face to face with drew mcintyre next week on raw where they'll probably just make the match official uh it felt like they were booking a lot for SummerSlam this week on raw because there hasn't been much time between money in the bank and SummerSlam. this is what happens when you put SummerSlam on the first fucking weekend of august dumb well then again they don't want to run into the back-to-back pay-per-views that is aew (laughs) yeah uh, now backstage during an interview, Rhea Ripley attacked Raquel Rodriguez. Well, and headbutt Liv Morgan, but mo- mostly attacked Raquel Rodriguez, seemingly injuring her all, all previously injured knee. Mm. Um, and then Rhea Ripley managed to teleport because Judgment Day hit the ring to assert their dominance over Raw, but were interrupted by KO and Sammy, who wound up accepting a challenge for the tag team titles. So you got both men's and women's tag team titles on the line on Raw. Hell yeah. Uh, So backstage again, against the trainer's wishes, Raquel decided to compete in the women's tag title defense, but lived to regret it as Sonya targeted the injured knee, leading to a numbers game for Liv Morgan and new women's tag team champions in Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. I kind of don't hate it. Kind of don't hate it. No. It's already Um, annoying. I, I do hate the fact that they're playing hot potato with the women's tag team titles. Yeah. Um, but Sonya and Chelsea absolutely deserve it. Um, not just because they've been working well together in recent months, but they do have a lot of history together. I think they were on the same Tough Enough. Well, they both came from Tough right. Enough. I don't know if they were in the same year, but I think they were. That sounds right, actually. Huh, I don't like that. Huh, I'm looking um, at it. And if this means we get more matches where... Um, I get to hear the way Samantha Irvin says Chelsea Green, and that's great because it's kind of like one of my new favorite things about Raw. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I can't say I blame you on that one. 
Uh, Finn Balor interrupted a backstage interview with Seth Rollins to demand another shot at the world title at SummerSlam. This was a beautiful segment because they shot it like a really intense movie scene. Uh, yeah, where they were quality, just sat face to face. Quality uh, camera work on that one. I, I don't know what got into him, but keep using that one or use it again, whatever. Yeah, and also Steph Rollins just flipping that switch between joking around with Byron and then turning deadly serious. Just sold that whole segment beautifully. Um, should be an intense match between these two because Seth initially refused, but Balor blindsided him, and now the match is official for SummerSlam. Um, Board. At the Got same it. events that we had the first ever Universal title match where Balor, of course, got injured against Rollins. Oh, that's right. Yep. So we're going back. full circle. Um, God. With, with a longboat attached to the ring, uh, the Viking Raiders defeated Chad Gable and Otis in a Viking rules match. Literally a no DQ match, but you got a longboat attached to the freaking ring and there's shields attached to the ropes. Out of that. I don't know. What what in the Vince McFuckery? But it was actually a good match. Vikings, um, yeah, Vikings. As, as much Vikings as you can think of. All the Vikings. But uh, it was it was actually a really good match, and it also involved Maxine Dupree getting her jacket back from last week before being speared through a table by Valhalla. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baylor squashed Nikki Cross by submission mm-hmm. in under thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, before Ronda Rousey appeared up in the stands, calling out Baszler and challenged her to a match at SummerSlam. Um, I don't again, like Ronda babyface. No, and her, her her mic work still needs a little bit of work, but it's it's just awkward when Ronda speaks. <laughs> I, I I I'm still in the minority that like Ronda Rousey, but I can admit her promo game isn't the best, and this just felt awkward and a little bit forced. Um, yes, the force part for sure. But, I mean, the match is official now, and it may or may not be Ronda's last match in WWE, but we're getting Shayna Rousey at SummerSlam. Okay. I mean, we, we've been expecting the singles for a minute, but all right, I'll do SummerSlam. It is a big, it's a big five. Yeah. Uh, on Miss TV, here comes Becky and her BJ's. Uh, wasted no time in calling out Trish and Zoe. It was actually really great. Just yelling at Miss. I know how your stupid show works. I know you got Trish coming out. Um, Trish refused another match initially, but the enraged last kicker managed to goad her into accepting on the condition that she beats Zoe next week. Um, and also, I think if she loses, she has to get Thank You Trish tattooed on her chest. Was oh, another stipulation. Awesome. <laughs> That's stiff right there, boy. But um, Becky agreed to the stipulations. Whatever. She just wants to get her hands on Trish. Chaos ensued uh, as they broke into a brawl. But Becky made short work of the two of them and rips off Trish's mask. Um, I don't know if that nose break was legit because her nose really does look bruised still. It, 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 Unless I it was very it, good makeup. No, I think it. I think it was legit. Because yeah, that I. When I had seen the highlight clips and I was looking, because I kept thinking to myself, I said, I thought she was good. But then again, I mean, you might be right, though, too. Maybe it was really good makeup, but it, I I don't know, dude. It's, it looked it looked for real. Yeah. If it was makeup, good job. That's, that's all I know. You yeah. sold me. Uh, and, of course, Becky knows all about having a broken nose. It gave yeah, birth to the man. That's right. Um, Big... Bronson Reed, he now has a nickname, Big. What? That's um, 
defeated Shinsuke Nakamura by DQ when Tommaso Ciampa just randomly attacked Bronson Reed. Um, And as a result, a frustrated Nakamura kicked out Ciampa, just smack him in the face. Um, I'm liking this angry side of Nakamura. Apparently, we're going to get an edgier Nakamura going forward. Okay, edgy Nakamura, I like it. Yeah, doesn't necessarily have to turn heel, but he's not taking any shit. Um, and they tried to get an interview backstage, and he was just like, I'm tired of everybody getting involved in my business. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm tired of everybody getting in my business. Just walked away. So, a pissed off Nakamura is what we got now. Uh-oh. People going uh, back. Yeah, your chests are going to die, people. Mm-hmm. And in the main event, Finn Balor was chased out of the arena by Seth Rollins as KO and Sammy defended the tag team titles against Priest and Dirty Dom. During the match, well, actually towards the end of the match, Liv Morgan furiously attacked Mommy. This caused a distraction for uh, Dirty Dom, allowing KO and Sammy to both hit their finishers to retain the titles. Yeah. There you Thank go. You. How you doing? Um, yeah, like I said, it was a decent Raw. Um, no sign of Vince Vince's pause on it, unless you count the Viking rules match. But again, it was actually a good match, despite the stupid boat. <laughs> right, but besides the dumb decorations, it was actually yeah. fun. Yeah, it was a fiend street fight, which Vince is famous for, but it worked, oh, I yeah. guess. Oh yeah, when when they work, we don't mind them. Um, I, I don't like really like criticizing new people, but I gotta say, Maxine Dupree's overacting gets to me at times too. Um, I, I, I think that's the point, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that does that make sense to everybody? Yeah, it makes like, sense. It's, it's like, like it's like the, when we get pissed off at a heel for being a heel. We know he's a heel, and we know we're supposed to not like him. But damn it, you're a prick. Like you're doing your job, then, bud. Okay, you're doing your job to the fullest of the degrees. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, so that was raw. Now a uh, little bit of a change this week. We're going to talk dynamite. Well, I'm not, but we're going to have a sh- quick, short um, TSK mini takeover to talk last night's dynamite featuring blood and guts. Yeah. What it do, what it is, how y'all living? Welcome to another edition of Kicking It with the TSK. This is the TSK in its fullest of form. It's DC, it's Rob, it's Hale, it's your man, Host Mo. How y'all doing this evening? And Hale's gone, just like that. But it's all good in the hoodie. Bam! 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 Slam a jam right back. I don't know what happened, bro. (laughs) This happened the last time, though. I think we're good from here, though. Oh, don't worry about it. This is going to be so much fun. I'm already going to love this show. All right. So let's keep it rocking in the hood. Um, talking blood and uh, blood and guts. It uh, it finally happened. Kota Ibushi. We talked about him. Like I want to say, actually, like last week. Yeah. And he sh- finally is here. We have some things to say about him, but of course, you know how we got to do it. We got to go through the whole fucking show, and we got to get to the good part at the end. So uh, before y'all do that, make sure you hit the subscribe button right here on <clears throat> excuse me YouTube.com forward slash Max Wrestling and um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Finally. AEW Gold, FTW title or not, it is AEW Gold. Is it though? Um, You can complain. You can complain all you want. I don't give a shiz on the biz. It's gold for the guy that came out to Beethoven, who um, I swear to God, there was another wrestler that came out to Beethoven. I swear to God. Somebody else, I think, has has done that one before. 
Because I, I heard that, and I was like, are we watching a commercial? Is there an old wrestler coming out? And it just, and then I was like, oh. Well, what a, what a fucking curveball from, you know, was it uh, Tarzan? Man? Yeah, you know, my initial thought when Beethoven kicked in is just like, here's Walter. Walter's back. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Walter's a free agent, just like that. Yeah, it was a little strange. Oh, in, in my it, opinion, it like I was what? saying with the boys, it should have been, in my opinion, something a little more greasy, something a little more uh, rock and roll, something a little, little, a little sun, Sunset Boulevard-ish, you know, yeah. a little Motley hey, Crue, okay. Van Halen. I mean, I, I mean, I, it, it probably cost a, an arm and a leg, but Welcome to the Jungle is there, you know. Do you really think, though, let's, I mean, let's, I know this is a whole different topic for these wrestling fans, but let's get into that real quick. Do you really think it would cost that much oh, yeah. to, to get that? Yeah. He's, he paid for, for Jefferson Starship with no, without fucking question. He, um, he paid whatever the same fucking fee is WWE paid for, uh, Colt Personality. Um, he, what other fucking but song did he buy? Welcome to the Jungle is a whole other Gun- league above those you, songs. You're talking Axel Rose. <laughs> exactly. Last. <laughs> Axel Rose, that that's I mean, he's gonna want his money. All of it. He wants the Thundersnow money. Yeah. I, that that I mean, he'd I, have an easier time probably getting like Dr. Feelgood or something. But yeah. to get uh freaking welcome, welcome to, to the, the jungle. Jungle would have been brilliant. Fucking oh yeah, would have been brilliant. Brilliant. You know what there would have had there there had to be some kind of alternative. What they right? could have done. Right. Unless they're working on something and it's not done. I personally, I so. what I think would have been a cool freaking idea, take take his old theme and just turn it, kind of do like, like a hard rock cover of it. Kind of like they did it with Nakamura's theme. When he yeah, was like here. slow it down yeah. a little bit. Like a slowed down remix of it a little bit. That's That's not a bad idea either, actually. I don't, yeah, I don't hate it. It would be edgier for sure. And hey, if it doesn't work, it costs you I nothing. Mean, yeah. You got to remember when WWE first used uh, This Fire by Killswitch Engage, that was Orton's theme first. Yeah, it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. For like two weeks? One week. One week. He hated uh, it. Week. And said, I'm not doing it. It didn't work for it. It didn't work. It just didn't work at all. No. And then Punk used it, and it was like, oh, okay, this isn't bad. But Punk hated that too. Punk hated everything. Uh, he hates know. himself. But hey, as we opened up last week's show, that's a whole different topic for that's a different right. day. But um, so where so so here's I know we could be like, oh, well, cool. Well, where does Jungle Boy go from here? Fuck that shit. Where does Hook? go from here is his chains been unleashed does hook finally go after a fucking uh uh, uh an orange cassidy does he put on bangers like an orange cassidy does he get to regular wrestle on a regular more like I, or is he going away is well his whole by? idea was he was going to be an attraction that's why we don't see him very much um but i yeah. was surprised at the graphic when he came out 34 and oh like like this man hasn't lost a match he's wrestled 34 matches and he's not going after a title like bro what like, he should already be in there with o- OC or uh, Christian or the dinosaur. Sorry. That. Anyone. Uh, other subject, though. That's true. We can run with that Where's one all day long. But it here? does. I know. It does chap my ass because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not curious. Give me, give me a quick one, DC. Hookhausen. 
okay, but where does that go? And if that doesn't go immediately to the tag titles, it's Flandre. Yeah. I'll tell you right where it goes. First match back for Danhausen, world tag team titles. I don't give a shit who have him squash FTR for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm talking bring Danhausen that... in, does the curse. I mean hell. That <laughs> No, I mean would... I'm not denying you here. Don't get me wrong. It 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 it, it um it makes sense to the wacky guy in me. It does. Don't get me wrong, but like, come on, you you can't have FTR do do that one. Yes, That's you can. Just, oh yeah, that. you lose all credibility. Do you not remember the shit that you had them go through with WWE? Okay, this isn't WWE though. It would make it wouldn't be nearly that bad. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. That that would create so much heat. I don't know. To have ten star FTR drop it to you. Am I that? Am I that fucking closed off, Harold? Am I that close, Tom? You know me. I don't mind me some vaude villainy, but I think on. we're opening That's up a on. can of worms. I don't know if we're going down that alley. <laughs> Jesus, we might gotta we, we gotta pin that one in the in the. In, we gotta pin that one and literally just go off on that one because that one I feel like is like forty minutes in its own easily. Forty minutes in its own. So uh, if you if you didn't catch the match or you didn't pay attention enough, don't worry about it. It was nothing to be uh, that morale by. And of course, Jungle Boy wins as every fucking cheater, as every excuse not cheater, bad guy does. He cheats to win, so beat him with his own belt. Um, again, we're fuck Taz. Come on, man. What kind of dad are you? Get out there, help your kid. <laughs> yeah, Taz should have walked bitch. off on commentary. Yeah, I, I, yeah, at least walk off. I, I do like the fact that he was trying to sell it that he was upset. Just like, yeah, uh, he, he didn't have to mention nothing. Uh, yeah. But if he would have slammed the headset down and walked off, you know, I think that would have been a bigger impact. That would give you that little, just a little extra. Another missed opportunity with that is the vignette that they had before the match with Jungle Boy burying himself essentially out in the desert. Limo pulls up, he opens the door and gets in. He hesitated for a minute and it made it seem like he was thinking about whether he wanted to get in or not. Or I don't know if they were maybe possibly alluding to somebody was in the limousine. Uh, possible missed opportunity Pass. is at the end of the match saying who was in the limousine. Facts. You could have spun it. You could have spun it in a totally different way. You could have ran with it a hundred, a hundred different. Hell, you could have made Taz a goddamn manager in this one I time. Imagine it was Taz. I, I think we we were talking about uh, amongst us actually. Uh, what if Taz turned on Hook and uh, sided with Jungle Boy? Now that would have been something. I mean, it's it, it's one of these things again where it, it's new, it's fresh, it sounds so good. Why not give it a shot? But then again, we're not TK, and that is what it is on that one. Um. So, they, is, was this a Chinese restaurant? Was this a Japanese restaurant? They looked like they were eating orange chicken. MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, you didn't take me to a Chinese food restaurant, did you? Oh, you damn pores. Or whatever the fuck goddamn MJF said, because he's hilarious. A chi- Chinese restaurant in Boston. In Boston. That's, in that's Boston. what it was. It's getting, it's getting better by the fucking day. They're again. I swear to God, they ate like it's. It looked like fucking orange chicken. Adam Cole is doing the worst. Oh, my mouth is on fire impression right. I've ever fucking seen. 
It was so bad. Like, my six-year-old could do better. <laughs> bad. MJF, eh, whatever. But they apparently... First off, I've never... Okay, and I've been to a plethora of these, like, you know, ramen bars and all this other shit. You know, sake houses, if you will. Where, you know, they give you the sake in a bottle. They've never served me fucking two big-ass cups. And just for me to start chugging, hey, man, this water tastes Pure weird. Alcohol. Oh, it's 100%, 100% alcohol. What the fuck? <laughs> no, that did pop me. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then just to see MJF pretend to be drunk. I like, I, I, again, this was, the buddy comedy works for me. And we then started talking, well, who makes the turn? Do you go full bore with this? Do you make sure that these guys never break up? And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Keep them together forever. <laughs> you can throw Roddy in the mix, too. Fuck, there you go. There's your replacement for Bob the Fish. Is MJF. Bring back Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know, man. Oh, man. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not not a fan of all of this stuff. But, I mean, if it helps the story, cool. You know, cool. my biggest bitch, and I, I think it's great. Like, I think the buddy comedy shtick is great when it's done correctly. Right. But this is where I, I, I take issue with the fans. They will call this the greatest shit they have ever seen. But yet, if WWE ran the same fucking storyline with the same two guys, they, have- they would shit all over it. Yep. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd laugh at it today. I'd laugh. What do you mean? They're doing it right now with Sammy and fucking Kevin. Yeah. Well, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, though. I I think I, I, I get what you're saying, and I think you're leaning more towards those fickles, those quote-unquote casuals or whatever the fuck you want to call it. The IWC, if you really want to round it out that well. But I don't mean like... I don't know. It's to be fair. To be fair, sides. I hate it when WWE does it too. So when people say to be fair, oh, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, to be fair, to be fair, oh, to be fair. Yes, sir. I <laughs> if I find it funny a little bit, I will consider to roll. See, with it. this is my thing: is with MJF and Adam Cole, they're so good at, at telling stories in the ring. They did plenty of that tonight in the ring before their match, during their match, after their match. That's as old school as it gets. You watch an old NWA episode or or some old show and the, the, the matches they're telling are in the ring. It starts in the ring or it's just a quick little vignette and something happens at the beginning or the at the end of a match to connect it all together. I don't need a 15-minute video of them having dinner on top of them doing all that storytelling in the ring. It's one or the other to me, and I prefer the in-ring product. But then again, that's just me. Not to mention we got a 10-minute freaking dance contest before the match actually even started. Oh, come on. That was plenty. That should have been it. That was the greatest dance-off I've ever seen in all of professional wrestling, and there has been a plethora of them. But, um, no, I I mean, I guess I'm not... I was going to say, I want to agree with you guys, but in reality, I am in my 
I'm in my own boat. I'm I I'm liking this. I'm taking it for face value. I'm taking it as they're feeding it to me. And right now, what they're feeding it to me as they are constantly playing up the idea that one of these guys is going to turn on the other one. It felt like it wasn't gonna. It was gonna get stale because oh, they were just gonna be best friends, chummy chummy, hey hey, buddy buddy, forever. And then they literally just tonight over Adam Cole looking at this fucking belt to to trigger MJF and say, oh, what are you doing? Right. Well, why are you looking at my belt like that? And now we already have a seed planted to start the breakup. But that's the thing. Does this continue? Is this jealousy that MJF is going to get over? We we don't know. And to me, it building on, and it looks like it's going to build all the way to like the middle, the end of August. I'm all about it. You know, I'm all about. It. Do I think MJF or uh, MJF is going to lose Adam Cole for the title? No. I think he's going to keep it for a long time. Uh, I think MJF's losing it to CM Punk, and I think we all know it. That's terrible. But you know, everyone talks about this. I think the bigger question is, is Sammy and uh, Daniel Garcia, what's uh, what, 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 what's going on there? What's the story there? Another they did kind of uh, gesture about going division. back up the ramp. They did. Well, I, I would, too, if my boss wore... You know, fucking sparkly high heels. Yeah, that that was enough for me. Fuck your shoes. Fuck your shoes, bud. I'll be honest. Give me more Sammy and Daniel Garcia as a tag team. Give me more of that. They're enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I won't disagree with that one. I, I like them. Um, uh, pelvic thrusts all day long. All day. I'm down for it. All day long. All day. Um, all day. Yeah. yeah, Sammy is a high flyer. I, you got Daniel Garcia, who's more your technical side. It just works. Yeah, it, that's great. That's fantastic. But why the hell is Sammy Spanish and not have a fucking goddamn like a rhythmic bone in his body? Not at all. Well, you got to remember. Do you see who his wife is on top of that? He he, he probably grew up in North Texas. He is so queso blanco. <laughs> that a boy. That's a perfect way you know to put that. Oh, he's, he's crapped singles, American cheese. He oh, straight yeah, up yeah. is. So just, I want to branch off real quick. So we obviously know that it's going to be FTR, MJF, and uh, and Adam Cole for the tag titles. They had a face-off. Dax kind of came at it with a little extra mustard. Is there some real heat? People really not like MJF? I saw that. Well, I Tag that, that in the headline because hopefully we can start some drama with this. If this is a real thing, we called it first. It looked a little, a little bit heated, like, f, like, a little extra heated. Like I don't oh. know. MJF is the kind of guy that I could see say like FTRs in the ring. MJF under his breath saying something mm-hmm. like "Calm down, guy" or something like that, and that setting Dax off Just, yeah. something like that. Just a little bit. You know, because you gotta remember, MJF was involved with that whole the that's the right brawl out. He wasn't involved, the, the but tussle. he was a witness. He told his side of the story, and from mm-hmm. what I understand, his side of the t- story kind of corroborated with the elite side. So there could be some heat from that. Well, it actually goes I'd back say. even further than that. Um, when people would ask Dax about MJF and their time in the Pinnacle, um, Dax wouldn't say anything because you know he. I think 
not verbatim, but his quote was like, I, I don't really want to talk about said person because what I have to say is going to get me in trouble. Oh, wow. Right. What I kind of wonder is if the plan is to put the tag titles on MJF and Adam Cole, even if it's just a brief, you know, a couple week reign, you know, FTR is big on, you know, tag team wrestling. Like, that would that lower the value of the tag titles? That you know, good point. Warner could be pushing for MJF Adam Cole tag. I could see that. But or then again, you know, maybe we're all just looking, reading in too much to this. That could be a thing too. Smart man. It's always possible. Sometimes a cigar is we just a cigar. Know. Amen, brother. Hey. I heard that one. I heard that one. But again, that's one of those fun things we could spin off on that forever. Uh, we did get a cool little back uh, stage uh, backstage segment. We had all of it was or, or the best friend George Cassidy, uh, Chuck and uh, Chuck and, uh, and Trent, and then uh, the ultra fine looking Chris Statlander. And then of course on the opposite side you had uh, there was just Darby and Nick Wayne by themselves, right? Yeah, something of that. So, and it just, I, I don't know what exactly they were leading on about, but it ends up leading to, looks like A.R. Fox is going to get a shot at Orange Cassidy in the uh, international championship. I'm all for it. And just as, just exactly. Somebody that's seen A.R. Fox, mainly in just in Lucha Underground for the most part, I'm, this would be hella fun. Hella fun. So we'll see how that one goes. I don't know when exactly we're going to get it, but, um, you know, and dude, I want to say maybe next week, maybe the following week, knowing then maybe it might bust it out on collision all of a sudden. But uh, whenever it happens, I'm waiting for it. But to get to the fun part, and that is the Golden Elite against the Blackpool Combat Club with Pac and Takeshita, technically. It was good. Fun. It it was probably yeah. it was probably the best uh blood and guts yeah. match so far in AW. Mm. Um but there are definitely some things we can nitpick and that is uh, putting it lightly. So um, what went right? What I went have wrong? to get this off. Okay, let's talk about what went right. Um the right, uh, team one. Mox literally running out there with a goddamn fork. That was perfect. Nobody, nobody but Mox could run out there with a the fucking fork. Fork was awesome. Nail um, bed was awesome. Right team won. The nail bed. Hitting all the nails on the head. Ba-doom, ba-dow. But no, I'm, I'm a thousand with that one. The right team won. Um, as much as I am just so fucking sketched out about that goddamn nail bed, um, you're right. It, it worked beautifully to perfection. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't overused. Um, I love you. We had the glass uh, part for initial, the, the initial shattered glass all over the thing. That was a pain in the butt. Um, everybody had glass on their back for a while. We had fucking Matt Jackson throwing down thumbtacks from on top of the fucking cage like a complete asshole just for them to do a spot in them. Yeah. This was just a whole hell of a lot of yeah. fun. That was a, I, th- I thought that was a, a good way of Introducing the thumbtacks because uh, when have you oh, ever sure. seen a raining thumbtacks? Yeah, raining thumbtacks. I had mixed feelings raining on that thumbtacks. spot, but I, am... I love that thumbtacks were involved. I'm a big thumbtack fan. 
Yeah, the fact they kind of saw it coming and bumped anyway, but I mean, <laughs> again, it, we're, it, we're here to have fun and take it for face value, but as much as there was a lot of good, there was definitely some bad, some very much pointed out, and unfortunately, right now, all bad is pointing to the debut of Kota Ibushi. So, first off, he's he's got a theme that is recognizable. I, I've, I've heard it somewhere. Maybe he's used it before in his, you know, uh, maybe the last time we saw him in Ring of Honor or what have you. But um, for those that don't know, he's been away, I want to say, since, uh, God... I want to say he was out a little, a little past a year. Is that right, Rob? Yeah, that's about right. When he had, when he had tore, I want to say he tore his shoulder up at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, uh, it was and a match against he, Okada, the Phoenix Splash, the one where he, uh, there was no water in the pool. He just landed mm-hmm. fresh on that shoulder. I, I love the way you put that. No water in the pool. Yeah, he did come down extra hard, and it was at the point where he had gotten. Nine ten months after the injury had happened, and the most he could lift with that arm was about ten pounds. Jeez. And we're now at the point where he's been in rehab. He's been able to to work out, gain something, but he was in no way, shape, or form in the shape and or the form of the Kota Ibushi we're used to. The guy that looks like he was literally carved out of granite. The guy that you create a wrestler and make. Set all the stats to max. Yeah. Max, especially weight. Big Fat Coda has my new chant because I've become a fan of uh, of fucking English football. Because of that, they have chants for everything. So my new chant is Big Fat Coda. He he looked like a panda. Yeah. The guy looked like a panda he out there. He and, 40, and he, he 43, 44. Hey. He looked like McDonald's was the only thing he ate for about two and a half months, and it's showing every bit of it. He watched Super Size Me and took it literal. He, uh, which is quite unfortunate. His last match was against uh, Mike Bailey at uh, Bloodsport, which was hell of a match. But that was yeah. in what March? Yeah, oh, yeah, the the ring rust was there. He had a couple botches. Big uh, time. And he just seemed to be moving slow the entire time. He seemed to walk down to the ring. Uh, he walked, even though he was, like, punching through people, which was cool, obviously. Well, yeah, his striking yeah, is there. Yeah, but it was just, like, everything was slow. Everything was slow is a absolute understatement, if I say so myself. Um, it just, uh, it was bad. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how else to put it. I, I don't think there's a nicer way to put it. He, he, he just, he didn't look like Kota Ibushi yeah. in any shape or form. Not the WWE version, New Japan version, DDT version. He didn't look like no. Kota. He barely moved like Kota, and it just, it was just disappointing. In all aspects, in my personal opinion, and it's not necessarily a, a, a jab, but it's it, it just it, it again taking it for face value. It wasn't what we were expecting, and again, you you have to understand that this guy had a major significant yeah. injury, and he took a long time to recover. Hopefully, he gets there. Yeah. 
No, ha- you know, no cheeseburgers, <laughs> lots of cardio. No carbs whatsoever. No carbs. There we go. I can I can get that. No, come on. You got to have the noodles. Got to have the noodles. Protein yeah, noodles. I, come on. I just felt Protein that, noodles, that boy. everybody else was bringing a certain level of aggression into the match that seemed Absolutely. appropriate. And a, even Claudia was on another yeah. level. The other side to this is everybody else in that match wrestles on TV somewhat regularly. Pac even has experience wrestling on TV. It's different when you wrestle in front of, say, New Japan, where they're not on TV on a regular basis. They have their events, yes. But wrestling on that kind of event and wrestling on a worldwide scale is totally different. You'll have... Fair. You have international wrestlers have even said Nakamura even said it in an interview. He said it's different from when you wrestle in front of you know on a New Japan show to when you are res- wrestling regularly in front of a television crowd. Absolutely. You have to look. You know, it was um, Will Osprey even said it. He said it's totally different. You know, he said it oh, no, takes I mean, adjustment. I, I... I can completely agree with that. I don't think he had an issue feeding the crowd. I think he just had an issue just moving. Yeah, you know it was just mean? a not, Again, and I'm not, and I'm not. That's that's it. It's not. A, it's it was. It's and I can't. And I'm not. And I have to emphasize. I've I've I'm done. Yes, I did the big fat coda joke. And yeah, I know I was ripping on him. And that was yeah, that was the whole point of this whole thing. But the fact of the matter is, is to is to look at it as the total aspect for a guy who's out of shape. He punched and kicked the shit out of everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and and his again, his striking looked top fucking notch. You know, granted we didn't see him high flying, we didn't see him doing anything ultra crazy, but that's what leads me into my next question or where I guess where we kind of should go after this. All in and all out are within five to six weeks from now. Obviously, Coda's got plenty of time to get in shape. We talked about it last week about how he can have an impact on this company moving forward. What do you use Coda? I want to, and I want different answers from all three of you because this is how we're going to make this work. I want different answers. How would you use Coda Abushi as an attraction in Wembley, and then how would you use him a f- one week later in All Out? Uh, Harold, I want to start with you. Oh no! There you go, Rob. Take well, it, take it. Sing- let's get him a singles match at uh, All In. Um, I think the easiest route would be would to go with uh, Takeshita, and then um, a week later, like we can we can do like a Golden Lovers reunion since they'll be in uh, Chicago. They can wrestle, fucking I don't know, FDR. Okay, okay. That's just a quick one. Harold, any different? Quick one off the top of my head. Off the schnog. Uh, I'm thinking Golden Lovers tag match for sure. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Golden Lovers yeah. tag match for Wembley. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be okay. Pack and Takeshita versus uh, Golden Lovers. Uh, it's not, it's not okay. Follow-up to that, I think, is whatever the fallout is going to be to that match. So I think I'm going to shadow Rob. I think the fallout to that, Takeshita and Ibushi are going to build a beef. And then Omega and Pac okay. are going to have a rematch. Um, so somehow that's going to – those matches are going to pepper in for those two weeks. 
That's what I call. I like. I like that. DC, well, any different? Give me something. Give me something off the wall. Alien abductions. <laughs> I'm going two tag matches. I'm gonna say okay, that's a different. all in. All in's first, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna say all in. Uh, pending on what happens with the tag titles, say MJF and Adam Cole win it, and then I would say all in. You have MJF and Adam Cole okay. versus the Golden Lovers. I would have Golden Lovers win it. Following week, we get Golden Lovers versus FTR. And then you would have FTR go over. FTR then becomes the first team to win it three times. I don't hate that. I do feel like it's a tad rush, and I have to say that to be completely frank. But again, I don't hate it. And and then again, you, in my opinion, personal opinion, you can crown FTR five hundred times in two weeks, and I wouldn't be <laughs> mad. Um, you you made me spin off of this, and and my whole thing with. Uh, but go ahead, Harold. I was gonna say. It, gonna say I was something. gonna say if you want something off the wall, I got an off the wall idea. Okay. And this is real off Arms the wall. Crossed. I'm ready for it. Blow Wembley me away. Stadium. Blow me away. Stadium stampede. I don't know. They might That's They might big... get a little wild because this is their first time over there. They feel like they're going to owe the fans a lot. What more than having the Elite and BCC battling it out in with, in with the fans going all throughout the stadium? It's a possibility. Wow. I don't I don't hate, I'm I'm blown away right now because um I know I was boring the shit out of you guys, Nicola and I were as we were on our football rant because English football is getting ready to start up. But um, to think about that, that's gigantic. And because the reason why I say that is you have to think – because I'm thinking about just how big Wembley is. It's fucking massive. It's – not only does it fit 80,000-plus people, it's the biggest – it's the biggest soccer pitch in the world. It's the biggest soccer pitch in the world. So – it's oh god it's they said it's like two they they say it's like two NFL stadiums i forget which NFL stadium they're probably like arizona Jeez. or something one of the smaller ones so it's fucking massive okay it's massive so imagine what kind of stuff you can get away with i like that a lot though but um i do want to i do want to keep spinning on it and the way that i'm going to do this is kind of like how they do would do would do forbidden oh, door if they had an opportunity to do a multi-man match, now I don't want to say like now is a good time because in reality I'm just throwing in uh, the golden levers for the sake of throwing them in. But have you know if, if that's if that's the case where um, you know was it I think when is their tag match anyway? At, is that at, at all in for the tag titles? No, that's next. MJF and FTR yeah, next, next Saturday. Saturday. Next week. Oh no, next, uh, oh, next week, isn't it? Next Saturday. Oh okay, okay. Next Saturday, okay. So then, perfect. Okay, so the next Saturday, and then you can build three weeks off that. So, yeah, have MJF and Adam Cole win. They will have a rematch at Wembley, but because of that, to have, I don't know, have during that time, have Coda pin MJF or something. Or have Coda pin Adam Cole. Set up something so you make it a triple threat. So then it's FTR, the Golden Lovers, and MJF and Adam Cole for the tag belts. There's your big attraction three-way at, uh, at Wembley. Or, and I'm going to spin this like this because this is how I normally want to do it, or 
you allow Koda to contact one of his many friends in, in Japan, whether it be somebody from New Japan, from All Japan, from DDT, wherever, and you invite him in to put on a banger. Somebody that can work your style without you, even with even while you're out of shape. Somebody that can carry the shit out of you. Hell, maybe that's when we get Kenny and Koda just for the fuck of it. Just for the fuck of it. And then the following one and all out, then you can do your fun tag match. You know, Golden Lovers, FTR. Uh, you know, hell, Golden Lovers versus the Bucks. That's not one we're talking about. If we're thinking about just fun matches that want to draw attention and draw stars, Golden Lovers versus the Bucks was one of the best... Uh, it's one of the highest rated tag matches ever. By yeah, Daniel, I don't, if you really I want don't to know, you know if there's enough time to build to that, to what's worthy of telling that story again, if they were to try to emulate that. that. I don't know if there's enough time for it, but that would be amazing. We, we can do that like for double or nothing or something. We got plenty of time for that. See, I'm, but then that's, I guess that's where I want to finish this whole thing. Because again, yes, I know we, it, the, the match involved the BCC, and we know that Takeshita walked off, and we know that Pac walked off, and the Elite took the victory, but the, the story revolves around Coda, And the reason why is because we are unsure how long he's hanging out. We're not sure if, if hopefully he's going to improve physically and, you know, in ring. And say those two things come together, how long does he hang out? Does he go till just double or nothing? Is he here for a year? Two years, three years, four years. I think we even had the discussion. Would he even be uh, have the decision in his head, the, the knowledge to even consider going to WWE, even if it is on a shitty NXT contract? I don't think so. I think he's mentioned before that he wants to uh, open his own, uh, either open his own wrestling school or to train wrestlers. So I think with AEW's help, Tony Khan's help, I think he's probably going to open his wrestling school, and he'll probably work on a part-time contract with AEW and teach out of his school at the same time. That's what I would predict out of that situation. So, so you think he'll sign him? He'll, you think he'll sign multi-year? Yeah, I think he'll sign multi-year. Uh, searching Twitter for uh, all elite graphic. Nothing yet. Right. Nothing yet. Must they gave it to about nine o'clock. TK comes down, realizes what he's done. <laughs> But then there you go. That's that's perfect, Rob. I mean, I we did I did ask you, and I know you're pretty strong. And there's no way he'd want to go to the E. And, and yes, we're adamant about him doing the school. But is a multi-year contract in his thing, or do you feel he'll continue to play that free agent role that he did while he was in New Japan and only sign for a certain period of time at a time while he does some shit? I, uh, I think AEW presents him with the most lucrative deal because I mean he can make the same money if he went to WWE. But he'll have more, uh, more of his time uh, available to him. Like he can do the school, he can go to DDT, he can go yeah. to New Japan, which he said he's you know open to doing. Um, mm-hmm. You know he still has all those options available to him. If he were to go to WWE, he wouldn't necessarily have those options. Amen. What I'm going to make the point where and we all kind of Marcus said this is not the Kota Ibushi that we're we're used to. And you know Triple H was watching this. You know he was. He was and if, not he seems, if I was gonna say you that, really think you think Paul Levesque, there's, a, there's one Paul other person Levesque is gonna sign Big Fat Coda. There is one other person you know who is watching this. The other con. 
But he's got nothing. He's, he's a, not a wrestling What we fan. call a stupid. But, no, what I'm saying is if he's watching this, if, you know, if Triple H tells him, watch this Kota Bushi guy. We had him at NXT. If he sees yeah. that, he's a dollars and cents guy. He's going to think, and, and, am I going to give him the big money contract? Which, I'm going to say, if Kota is at that point where he's saying, hey, I want to make my money while I can, I, I'm going to say smart money says stay in, in AEW, whatever they offer. Mm-hmm. He may not get that big money offer from WWE. Um, there's no All Elite graphic yet, so yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe in a, a little bit or tomorrow morning or something. Well, Again, we'll have to figure it out. But but uh, for right now, we know he's hanging out. He'll be there for at least all out, probably all in, and then hopefully all out, maybe even as far as double or nothing. But uh, Coda's here, and maybe he'll drop some weight. <laughs> I, I can't keep playing on it. Well, Somebody's going to give me shit, or, yeah, or we're yeah, going to get famous sure. off of just calling him realize, Big Fat Coda. you got to realize, like, he's now in America. Like, our food's not healthy here. So, yeah. Oh no! Maybe he's been out here that yeah. long, and that's why. Did he find the tacos? I was tacos? thinking over the weekend. That's he hit up In and Out. He hit up the pizza. He hit... boy living. He said he's living. He hit up Five Guys burgers and fries. The whole nine, and then some. Oh lordy lord! All right, well that's blood and guts, and we'll come back to y'all in probably a couple of weeks. I know we still want to keep thinking about doing the Wembley thing, the all-in fantasy booking. We'll get to that at some point. Maybe when things start to look a little bit more concrete, we'll get into it. Uh, like I've always said, if we don't predict it, we will, of course, review it. So do look out for that. But before we get on out of here, let's hit the lovely plugs. Uh, Harold, you were hitting up another taco shop. Please tell me they had the lengua, and how was it? Bro, we hit up Leo's Tacos directly after the Hollywood Bowl, right off of Sunset. It was fantastic. Shout out to my boy Elmer for the, for giving us the tip on that. The pastor is what you want to go for. This is the pastor okay. you hear about. This is the pastor you dream of. Check out the two oh, sweet dream, eh? on YouTube if you like Cal- Los Angeles food reviews. Food reviews. Oh, the Heineken's hitting the Orange County food reviews. Right, right. <laughs> Events. Check us out. Two sweet click adventures. Damn right. All right, Rob, the uh, the 100 riffs, 100 days, it's going down. It keeps going down. You're getting more likes as we keep rocking. I'm loving every single one of them. What else you got coming out for us? We are getting some views on this. Uh, we'll have a day 80 posted pretty soon. Um, working on some uh, online guitar lessons. So if you're interested in playing guitar, hey. uh, keep an eye on my socials, link tree forward slash hey, it's Rob. Uh, all the YouTube, the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikTok, it's all there. Come hit me up. Come say hey. It's all there, and check them all out while you're in your underwear. Just don't take pictures of yourself. DC, we remain the longest-reigning tag team champions in Mac Wrestling history. You are the new knowledge champion. You have a triple threat ahead of you in a few weeks at Promo Slam. How you feeling? Eh. Eh. Cool as a cucumber, this guy. I don't even know who I got. Who who do I got? As of right now, it is, um, and don't quote me on this one, it is, I want to say, both Feeney getting a rematch and the the guy that probably deserves a rematch more than anybody, 
beer. How many opportunities so, has he had be- now? He first off, yeah. that's not the point. The point is, is beer, beer has his voice back, and I am all behind him. Did you I have call a funny him feeling beer? you're gonna beat him without issue. Veer, beer, hey, well, you know what it is. So Maybe he's coming. So he's coming. Right now. He's coming. Veer is coming, but we had to change his name to Beer, so that's the only way he'd show up. How you doing? Well, anyways, all right, we're going to get on out of here. I appreciate you all for stopping by. We appreciate you all for stopping by. Make sure you're subscribed to Max Wrestling's YouTube right here for more of the lovely TSK. Thank Big Kyle for the lovely new logo, and we appreciate him for it. And we'll catch you all the next time around the band, as we used to say on Retro Rewind. Two swinging boys, let's get on out of here. People say online, this is shit Max say. Y'all make me not want to be on my phone. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Sit down, Marks. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Uh, oh, okay. We have one nerd from TikTok this week. Yeah, and then he branched out onto Facebook, so we're going to steal his Facebook uh, post. Um, let's just say, uh, let's just call him, let's just call him Lime Punch. Let's go with that one. I mean, his last name is Lime, so fuck it, let's go with that. Um, and I'll go verbatim on this one. It says, I'm both an AEW and a WWE fan. I love all pro wrestling, but I'm not afraid to point out when something sucks. And I've learned that last week, AEW diehards will defend any turd they put in front of them as long as it has an AEW logo on it. Now, I'm sure WWE has the same zealots, but this angle was just embarrassing. It made no sense and made everyone look dumb. Look at the screen. He's talking about uh, last week when they had revealed that Kota Ibushi was going to be at Blood and Guts. He says, and don't say, well, you shouldn't watch BTE. You should watch BTE. No, I shouldn't have to watch a separate YouTube show from a national televised cable show for something to make sense. Here's the thing. The look at the screen to find out who my partner is has been a thing forever. For forever. Forever. Like, I'm literally looking at, uh, in my brain right now, something from the 90s, back in the red, white, and blue rope days of WWF, where they were like, and your mystery partner is... And they point to the video and they fucking show this guy on a microphone. Hey, what's up? I'll be there next week or whatever. It's it's how it's always fucking been. It's how it's always been. WWE has done it since the 90s. I think they just did it recently. I'm pretty sure they just did it recently. Could be full of crapola, but then again. Well, no, wait a minute. Didn't didn't um didn't somebody just have like a mystery partner? It could have been an NXT thing as well, or I could it may have been NXT. It could have been NXT, but the point of the matter is, is that this is nothing new in wrestling. This is this isn't. Oh my god, this is just embarrassing. No, Kenny got beat. It was getting his ass beat, and just like in WWE, on one on somebody, the music saves them. They come out, or oh my god, they're. The, the video, the video, they're, they're, they're beating up somebody in the background. The video that introduces my partner beating your buddy's ass in the background while you're beating my ass. Something. Yes, did I think just the actual, like, it's just a video. Yeah, it's a little stupid. But, again, compared to all the other stuff, it's not that fucking bad. It didn't suck that hard that 
everybody looked terrible. They didn't all look bad for beating the crap out of Kenny. And, oh, they ran away because of a video. That's what wrestlers do. They run away at the sound of music, for fuck's sake. Like, do you, do you guys not understand that? Like, that's how, like, wrestling works. It's like they hear, oh, crap, good guy theme, and the bad guys run away. It's like, they, why do you think they run through the crowd? It's not to interact with you guys. <laughs> it, they're running away. Well, they're not allowed to steal your drinks anymore. Nope. Well, John apparently doesn't give a shit because he keeps throwing bottled waters in the fucking crowd. Yeah, but at least he signs them. Attaboy. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm going to apologize for the first one because it seems to be a Bolts fan. Oh. Um, oh, jeez, Louise. Um, Sean Michaels did an interview which uh, Fightful, Fightful of shit, posted. Yep. Um, Sean Michaels saying, or quoted as saying, I can't disagree with those who argue the business is a little softer, but it's healthier, which is true. Facts. Um, so we're going to call him Bolt Hub. Uh, Bolt Hub says, I don't even want to read this. People bitch, moan, and bellyache too much. Just give me Nikita Lyons versus Gigi Dolan in a vibrator on a pole, loser gets stripped naked match, and I'm good. Uh, there's, there's some things that you, that, that shouldn't, Come from your brain into your tweets, and that's one of them. Ah. Plus, y- you can probably find mm. stuff like that for free. Bruv, there are sites aplenty. <laughs> sites aplenty. Hell, uh, but <laughs> I mean, he was on Nikita, Nikita, he said Nikita Lions and Gigi Dolan. And I'm like, oh, hey, 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 and then he got all extra. He got hella extra. You could have literally just been like, bro, I'm panties match. All right. Right. Hey, you know what? We all thought it. We all thought it. And I probably we probably wouldn't be roasting the shit out of you. We'd just be like, hey, <laughs> keep it in your pants. But you went the extra two miles. Not one mile, two miles. A fucking vibrator on a pole match, but naked. Like, how in the first off, this is a, a children's product. How, how are these grown, beautiful women going to get butt naked? That's not going to happen. It's just Man. not. The, the PG rating was created for dudes like you. And it's now enforced because of motherfuckers like you. Like, stop the horny. They, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> stop the horny. Um, you, you can get in the bin and cool down. Fuck yeah, throw some fucking water on him. Uh, I, I feel kind of bad for him because he probably posted this before the news broke, but... um. So, JD from New York, sorry, I'm not changing your name, everybody knows who you are, uh, <clears throat> went on Twitter after SmackDown and said, they had Shotzi shave all her hair off. My God, guaranteed that's a Vince McMahon call. There are just some creative decisions you don't make. Most of the time, that's one of them. Uh, of course, I it wasn't be. a Vince McMahon call. There's a, there's, there's a very personal reason that she shaved her hair off. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like, especially as a content creator and as a fellow content creator, and even as a fan of JD, um, you got to kind of let things happen after a little bit. Like, you can't just take it for... Um, and we talked about this on uh, on, on the TSK uh, intro, or I guess uh, insert, if you will. 
you got to take things for face value. And he took this 100% at face value and didn't even think about anything else and ran with it. And it's like, okay, um, I get it. But like, maybe there was, and this is always happening when these guys get jumped in the back and they got hurt. We then find out that they had an injury. Why didn't you wait that two hours? (laughs) You know what I mean? The the two two hours, three hours. So when she can explain, did she did she did on her Twitter, right? Um, well, I think the news broke on either the Friday night after the SmackDown or on the next day. That's right, something like that. And you know, yes, and then she had mentioned that you know she's doing it for her sister. And again, that makes you like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. But, but yeah, no. In hi- in hindsight, again, face value. Oh shit! I'm taking. I'm the same way. And I I think the thing that rubbed people the wrong way also was when that news did come out to explain why she shaved her head. He didn't apologize or anything. He was just like, no, whatever. That's JD for you. Um, I apologize. But also, I think that's a Vince McMahon call. Is his fucking catchphrase? It is. Put it on a he's, t-shirt. He, he's definitely he's definitely a Vince. Uh, He's not a Vince supporter, that's for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, sir. Um, so, regrettably, JD, you can get in the bin this week. Um, uh, they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Stay away from the wet guy. Yeah, um, bolt guy, you, you stay in the bin. Let's go. Time to grind. Get inside your mind, yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Uh, I feel alive when I got a goal in sight. Chip away, I gotta fight. Ain't nobody else in sight. Man, I- oh, yeah! Hello, hello, SpongeBob. Are you done flipping Krabby Patties now, SpongeBob? Because now you got a real problem. Mr. E, last time we met, you showed up to my house and you laid me the fuck out. Which I gotta say, that takes balls. That takes balls, kid. But now, see, the problem is, you should have made sure I stayed laid out. Because now, not only am I seeking revenge, but now I'm going to embarrass you in front of the thousands upon thousands at Promo Slam. That's right, Chris Reed. I'm challenging you at Promo Slam. Now, you can either be there, be square, or you can stay at your minimum wage job and hand out french fries and milkshakes this summer. Choice is yours. I'll see you at Promo Slam, kid. Moses Marquez, you have escaped justice for far too long now. I allowed you to keep your title to face your sins, and you found a way to survive a trivia takeover, at the expense of one of your soldiers. But now it is time to end this story. Meet me one more time at Promo Slam for your world title. Except, this time, if I lose, I promise to unmask and all your questions will be answered. But if you lose, then your world will be mine.
Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. Uh, once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow. You can do it all. And go to matchrassonnet.weebly.com to learn more. Right, to become Shipmark Say, Geeks in Best Story of the Week, and this week in wrestling history. But um, during the break there, we, we just saw Anon Mascaras make a challenge to you, Moses, for the world title at Promo Slam. This guy doesn't go away. He, he's somebody that... I brought back and then Trav brought back and then so I don't know what the fuck it is and I don't I don't give a shit what it is anymore I'm 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 uh, what they say in the biz over it and if we got to go toe to toe to finish this because we need to then so be it if Promo Slam is the is the is the game in town then that's where we're gonna be but because and just because you know he's under the wing you know what I'm saying he's he's MDO he's brand new. He doesn't have to accept it. I will accept it for him. If Cypher wants a piece of the young cat, if Cypher wants a piece of the dude that took him out with ease, then you got it, bud. Got it. But hey, hey. Remember what you're asking, folks. All right, then. I get there's two matches confirmed for promo slam. Car's looking good. All right. um, Up next... Um, we didn't do one last week. I don't think there was anything worthy of Too being great. in the segment last week, but yeah, there was also a lot going on. Um, it's time for the second edition of our newest segment. Tell me, I did not just see that. <laughs> Tell me, I did not just see that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot what I was saying. That's not what. Not so much the most shocking moment of the week. It's Mostly the funniest moment of the week, and I don't know why this one just really tickled me. So at the start of Raw, Cody comes out, and of course, we didn't mention it's in his hometown of Atlanta. Whether that made a difference, I don't know, to this little bit. But um, Cody did his thing of giving his weight belt to somebody in the crowd. He gives it to this kid, and I'm assuming it was the kid's mother. She lost her damn mind and was just whooping. I think I replayed it like four times. She, because it was just like one continuous tone. <laughs> it was. Um, I've never and, seen so much excitement at a wrestling show. Let me just go with that one. And the best thing was, you could see Cody just crack up at at at, at the noise she was making. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so he, he, he was broken. <laughs> that that's my funniest moment of the week. Hell yeah, I love it. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go with what is known as the greatest dance-off that ever happened in all of professional wrestling. Um, I've always, I've already been, like, uh, loving Danny Garcia more for the stupid dance, doing the, mainly because guys like Heel Kevin and other motherfuckers on Twitter, on TikTok absolutely fucking hate it. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Um, Sammy has no rhythm for a Hispanic, and I feel bad for <laughs> our, our people. Which is, but it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but I'm more referring to when Adam Cole just pulls out the fucking key and peel and just hip thrusts like nobody's business. Uh, and then it's the Jericho line of the hit those women passing out in the third row. And I'm like, there sure is. Britt Baker right now is covering every television in the back. Don't you look, don't you look <laughs> at those thunderous, th- those thunderous thrusts. Oh, God. Uh, it was the greatest uh, thing I've ever fucking seen, and I will forever now associate uh, hip thrusting with white men. But there you go. But, I mean, that that's the whole point of Danny Garcia. 
he uh, he openly is a muck of a sports entertainer. And it's glorious. And if you don't get it, I'm going to steal Teddy's line. It's not for you to get. Hey, how you doing? Uh, okay, we're almost at the end of the show, but we got time for this week in wrestling history. Some decent history up and down WWE and WCW this week. Um, July 14th, 1997, after Shawn Michaels was suspended for a backstage brawl with Bret Hart, uh, a tournament was held to crown new WWE Tag Team Champions, which was won by Dude Love and Michaels' original partner, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who defeated British Bulldog and Owen Hart on Raw. This was also the WWE debut of Dude Love as he appeared halfway through a two-on-one match to team with Austin. Um, Ooh, I'm coming to help you, Austin, baby. <laughs> Just the lo- the <laughs> level of confusion on Austin's face. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but this oh. was the WWE debut of Dude Love, but he'd been in ECW before, and of course, he was Dude Love in... If you know Mick Foley's history, the famous home video of him jumping off the roof. That's the um, love. But they addressed it on commentary. I, I can't remember who was on with Jim Ross. I think it was Michael Cole. No, it may have been Vince, actually. Um, oh, wow. Who said, JR, you know who this is, right? And JR was like, that's the guy who jumped off the roof. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, personally, my favorite of all of the three personalities of Mick Foley was Dude Love. Uh, D- Dude Love was very unique. You're telling me, but you're telling me. <laughs> but yeah, that they were an un- unlikely team, unlikely champions. But the titles were again vacated when Austin, of course, suffered his legit neck injury at SummerSlam. All bad. Um, July fourteenth, two thousand eleven, pre-taped the week before, Sting defeated Mr. Anderson on Impact to win his fourth and final TNA World Championship. Uh, also on July 14th in 2019, Shinsuke Nakamura won the Intercontinental title for the first time in WWE, defeating Finn Balor on the Extreme Rules kickoff show. I can't believe this was on the kickoff show, but that was 2019 for you. Right. Um, uh, Nakamura would later usher in the current version of the IC title during this reign, which very much looked like it was made for Nakamura. Big time. I don't think anyone's quite rocked that title design like Nakamura did. Uh, I mean, I know Gunter's killing it, but... I was going to say, it still looks out of place. Yeah. The the old school IC title would look great on Gunter. Oh, yeah. He'd fucking... But put a black strap on it, because you know him, he's classic. Oh, that would think would be beautiful build. Um, also at Extreme Rules, in the main event, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch defended their both their titles in a winner-takes-all match against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans before Brock Lesnar cashed in his money in the bank and defeated Rollins in 17 seconds to win the Universal title. That's Brock, baby. Uh, July 17th, 1994, in his in-ring WCW debut, Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair to win the WCW world title at Bash at the Beach. All of Hogan's history seems to be a bash of the peach. His favorite pay-per-view. He's <laughs> back home in Florida, that's why. Yeah, and it was like one of their biggest pay-per-views. 
Um, but Hogan went on to hold the title for 469 days. Damn. And also on the card, Steve Austin defeated Ricky Steamboat to retain the That's United right. States title. People don't know, baby, go back to 94. Uh, and that this was before Austin's neck injury. He did. He could do a lot more back then, too. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. But uh, we don't know how to market that. Oh, fucking guy Bischoff. was a million. Bischoff. He was a million bucks. Yeah, Bischoff, fuck. one of Bischoff's biggest flops. Uh-huh, was, uh huh. you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. You had Steve Austin, the entity that is Steve Austin, in the palm of your hand, and you're like, nah, fuck that guy. Um, that, that's got to be one of Bischoff's biggest regrets ever in life is firing Steve Austin because look what he yep. became. How you doing? Uh, July 17th, 2011, CM Punk's contract was due to come to an end. He defeated John Cena at Money in the Bank in a classic in Chicago to win and leave with the WWE title. Um, reality blurred with storylines as Punk was legitimately at the end of his contract um, mm-hmm. and renewed it on the day of the pay-per-view. Although in storyline, he didn't sign a new contract till two weeks later when he uh, returned to confront John Cena. They said that he, they actually had to sign like an extension, like a 24-hour yeah. extension, just so he could actually sign the contract on this date. And it was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Oh, peak punk. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved punk at this I time. Let me say, when actually, people actually loved him when he wasn't being a prick. But he was being a prick. That was the funny thing about it. Yes. You know what he was, he was the heel in this storyline. But everybody hated Cena so much, and it was in Chicago, so obviously it was all about punk. Um, I mean, I'll admit, this was around the time I got back into WWE because of the shit punk was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, July 18th, 1993, Ric Flair defeated Barry Windham at Beach Blast to win the NWA world title. Technically, for the 13th time, if you listen to WWE, the ninth time. The, yeah, uh, yeah. the ever complicated history of Ric Flair's NWA title reigns. They don't. They don't count house shows. Mm. They don't count international reigns. And it, again, I think we've said this plethora of times. Like, if you count Puerto Rico and a couple of house shows, I think I think Ric Flair's reign honestly jumps uh, to like twenty-two. Yeah, um, and most of them were against uh, was it Harley Race? Harley no, Race. Dust, Dust, Dusty, one of them. Harley, Dusty. Um and uh da, 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 oh my god instinct yeah. it was his most title defenses. I was like, you drop the title on a house show, but we we'll go to the next house show and you're still a champion. What? Still champ. Okay. What happened? <laughs> well, we're gonna sell tickets, bud. Oh, okay. Uh, and finally, I almost don't want to talk about it. July nineteenth, twenty twenty, WWE presented perhaps its most ridiculously named pay per view of all time. The horror show at Extreme Rules. Mm. Because some people don't want to say no to Vince. Um, Featuring an equally ridiculous card, including the infamous eye for an eye match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, where Rey Mysterio storyline legitimately lost an eye and then Mm. grew it back. Um, (laughs) And uh, and the after absolutely forgettable main event cinematic Wyatt Swamp fight where Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman. It was so fucking bad. This, this show was awful. Just garbage. 
just garbage. Like, why? Literally, nobody just says events. Well, that that name for the pay-per-view kind of sounds stupid. No, this was during the peak. Uh, I don't want to say the peak. Yes, man, this is the peak of the. I don't want to get fired. Yeah, well, it was right in the middle of the. Well, pretty much at the start of the pandemic era. Yeah. Uh, and WWE pull- would just. Go ahead. They were just doing crazy pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, I was like, yeah, when you're pulling shit out of your ass and pre-recording, it was, it was like, hey, say, wait, buddy, right here. Like, oh, they had God. they had a performance sensor. They had a ring. They had an empty arena. You could literally just do the normal shows you were doing, but they seemed to come up with as much crazy shit as they could possibly think of in 2020. I mean, hell, we had the, don't forget the zombie battle royal, whatever the fuck it's, that was. Yeah, lump, lumberjack. Whatever the fuck. Was it Miz and... Priest. That's right. Oh, oh, and then even worse, like a weird ass pairing. Oh my god. But then again, you know, you can't talk shit on the E because they do no wrong. No, they they they're golden. But then again, us us AEW folk that have actually criticized them for when they do wrong, we 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 as long as it's got the AEW logo, right? We're we're waving the flag. It's like uh, it's like Tottenham. Whether they get fucking lose to anybody, I'm still waving the flag. Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara, how you doing? Hey, um, but that's think, all your history this week. I think we bitched about them for like three weeks. <laughs> all right, so thank you to everyone for joining us last week for Fight for the Knowledge Two. We uh, are speeding ahead to our next special event coming at you August the fourth in uh, is August or is our, I'm sorry, our eighth annual Promo Slam. Last week, I soundly defeated Beard to become a not one but two time king of the mic and as a result it is el jefe versus the captain for the television title that's right we headline it um also announced last week your new knowledge champion daniel crimmins will defend in the traditional triple threat action against beer and kenny killer will beer finally become knowledge champion again and hold it for more than two minutes will kenny become a four-time champion or is the reign of dc just beginning I'm pulling for my tag partner, but I also got a soft spot for beer. And you had it confirmed by me earlier tonight. Cypher wants to be a big boy. He wants to put on those big boy pants. He's got a shot. Cypher goes one-on-one with Chris Weed. If he wins, he will get a world title shot at Promo Slam. Or Promo Series, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and also announced just moments ago, it will be Anon Mascaras challenging Moses for the world title one more time. And now, if Mascaras loses, he must unmask. Stakes are high. We'll also predict SummerSlam and announce the group MVP and EVP. Will Travis finally be dethroned? And another one of DC's reigns just beginning. For more information, go to maxdressingnet.weebly.com slash promoslam2023. All right. That's pretty much all of the show. Let's find out, finally, the Geek of the Week. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking head with a lousy physique. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. It was hard to find uh, fucking shit marks say this week. People were actually on their uh, on their behavior, so good for them. About fucking time, no, except for that one guy, you know, fucking stay off the horny. Um, oh god, um, 
I'm sure there's somebody more deserving. And I'm sure uh, I, if I did a little bit more fucking research, I'd probably find him. But in all reality, as excited as I was for the debut of Kota Ibushi, um, I feel like he was nowhere near ready to go. And if you heard from our segment earlier with the TSK, like you feel my feelings on it, and I will repeat said segment segments right here. Uh, Big Fat Coda. And unfortunately, because of that, and I, yeah, again, watch me eat my words in like a month and a half, but for this week, and yeah, I want the heat this week, it goes to Big Fat Coda. Wow. I'm sorry, bro. He looked like a panda. Okay, he looked like a fucking panda. Hey, granted, it's WWF. I granted, I don't want him to hit. That's fucked up. I don't want him to hit me. <laughs> but like, that just—I mean, oh, I did. I get it. You're 41. You had a significant soldier injury where like you couldn't lift for a while. But you had a match back in May against Speedball Mike Bailey. You've had two plus months to get in better shape. And you're living the American dream, baby. Leave McDonald's alone. Stop it. Um, all right. Now, let's find out this week's MVPs of the week. I was going to give it to two people this week, but I've changed my mind, and I'm actually going to give it to four people this week. Um, MVPs, we changed it last week to the like most entertaining person of the week, not necessarily the best wrestler of the week, but yeah. this week it's the four best wrestlers of the week. MVPs are FTR um, and Bullet Club Gold, Bang Bang Gang, Jay White, Juice Robinson. Fuck yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry if that's an obvious call, but it, the match was fucking stunning. No, it was fan-fucking-tastic. If you've ever seen a five-star match on fucking television before, you just did on last Saturday. And if you haven't, guess what? You still can because it was that good, and you should. You absolutely should. Um, Whether you like FTR, whether you like Jay White or fucking Juice Robinson, whether you even like AEW, if you're a wrestling fan, this was a hell of a match. Hell of a match. I can't say I've ever seen a mid-match standoff. This is awesome chant before. Especially after two falls. I was going to say, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, more of this. And, of course, I obviously, I wasn't there to talk about Dynamite earlier, but I'm, it looks like FTR and uh, MGF Adam Cole is coming very soon. Yeah, and then that, that's literally spinning it off. And as you heard the guys and I go through, we could – you don't know how they could spin that. How would you spin it? it is, you know, do, do you uh, – does MJF and Adam Cole beat FTR? Then does that go and mean that we're going to get them at like, does that mean maybe we have that tag match, like a rematch at all in and then have like the one-on-one between Max and MJF at, at uh, all out. Or maybe we go with my crazy idea and so figure out a way to throw the golden lovers into that just for the sake of cool teams. You know what I mean? Just there's so much you can do with it. Uh, but it has to end with either the breaking up of MJF and Adam Cole or the this is never going to go away 
of Adam Cole and MJF because either one has to happen. Either we're going to love it and have it for the rest of our fucking lives and I'm all for it, or you got to break it up. And they're slowly cracking the concrete, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them have a tag team title run before they inevitably break up yes. and MJF turns on him and it's going to be heartbreaking. I don't give a fuck if it's two weeks. Yeah. I swear to God. I don't give a shit if it's two weeks. Give me them. Give me the best two weeks of my life. Besides me, me with my wife. It'll be the best two weeks of MJF's life. Hey, how you doing? That's good um, for me. <laughs> All right. So thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than Don Marie rocked Al Wilson. Hey. But before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencilnet Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Right. So what we were supposed to do is we were supposed to drop blood and guts kind of out of zone, but you know what? We're at, we're more than happy to jump on and help out Max as you've seen from past previous TSK takeovers, and we're more than willing to help do it again when the time comes. But uh, as far as that, more TSK stuff is on the way. Um, we're again, we're still aiming towards building a Wembley card for sure. Review from the All In and All Out are going to be coming. So simultaneous, well, not simultaneous, but back to back episodes, week to week episodes, if you will, will drop for us towards the end of October as a get run damn tea. Other than that, um, Retro is in a way of being reformatted and is re- being redone. A official drop date will drop as soon as I figure out how much easier these notes are going to be. But Retro is coming back. So get ready and excited for that. It's going to be a quickened, shorter version. Uh, normally, the good, the show would go almost like an hour and a half. We're gonna we're cutting it down to forty five minutes. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be funny. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to contain myself because that's normally how how it goes. But it is what it is. And of course, the only way y'all can make sure and find out how that's going is by checking out all the lovely socials. And you can do so on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet. And, of course, the brand-new, beautifully done website, which gets better each and every fucking week, MaxWrestling.Wheelie.com. And do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and, of course, here on YouTube. You already know the goal. We're pushing towards 1,000. Get it to your friends. Do it now because we're trying to get there, and we need your help. Damn right. And... A little bit of a delay, but one more piece of history. Um, on this day in 2007, the great Kali won the World Heavyweight title uh, when he won a 20-man <laughs> battle royal. And I only mention it because it's just hit 217 million views on YouTube. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Kali is still famous as shit. Maybe just in India, but that's okay. That's the thing. It, Indian wrestling fans will spam the shit out of YouTube and whatever else. They just like everything. It's great. That's why we're so popular in India. (laughs) We love it. Thank you, India. With that said, join us next week for the last stop before Promo Slam. I think the card's pretty much full now. It's stacked. Um, And we'll see what happens next week as we get one week away from it. And it's also going to be like the the, the, the go-home to the go-home show for SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, But you've been watching the Cap and Mo and a special appearance by the TSK. Goodbye. And good night. Finally, the mask you look back. Oh, Mike, I won. <laughs>